I, I just love that many of you are serving, as I said, uh, that we're, we're a church that serves Western Pennsylvania, Northeast Ohio, and so you're serving in different parts of PA and throughout Ohio, and I just thank you for that. We are, um, we're going we're gonna to continue our series today, and I want to talk to you today about the world of the generous, the world of the generous. So turn your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 11, and then put a bookmark in the Gospel of Luke chapter 6. Proverbs 11 and then Luke chapter 6. If you have a smart device, then click on Proverbs 11 and just jot down Luke 6. We're going to end our time there in Luke 6. And today I want to talk about the world of of the generous. You know that generosity or giving is a major theme in the Bible. It's, It's a major theme in the Bible. And you know, there, there are a number of themes throughout the Bible, and so I thought this would be a little bit, little bit fun to show you, like, how many times certain words you can find throughout the Bible, how many times they're in the Bible. And, and so I did a little bit of research for you, and, and you know, be, the word believe, we know that's an important word, and it is. The word believe is, um, is in the Bible 272 times. I don't know if you knew that. But it's in the Bible 272 times, the word believe. The word pray, which is a very significant word, we find the word pray in the Bible 371 times. The word love, now that's an important one for all of us, we find the word love 714 times in the Bible. Now now watch this. Give, you find, 2,161 times in the Bible. Isn't that amazing? You know why? Because we serve a generous God. Because our God is generous. Come on, for God so loved the world that he, that he gave. God is a giver. And you know what I've found is that his people, those that follow him, are givers as well. We're generous. Because we're born again givers. See, when we were born, we were born takers. But when we're born again, we're born again givers. And I want to talk about the world of the generous. I want to look through scriptures and discover, discover what the Bible says about generosity. And, 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 and I want to affirm us as a church. You are already a very generous church. You give uh, not just money. And by the way, this, this message is not about money. Because we start, start talking about giving and generosity, and all of a sudden we think that it's, it's a message about money, and it's not. It's a message about generosity, because we could be generous, and the affirmation and the challenge for us is to be generous about anything that we might have. And so we're going to unpack that a little bit today. Proverbs eleven twenty four says that the world of the generous, and say these next few words with me, gets Larger, come on, and and larger. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. In other words, giving makes you better. And one of the things that I want to see happen to our families here at Victory Christian Center and to our church is that God would begin to expand us and make our worlds larger. And that happens through generosity. It happens as we give. Generosity has a lot more to do than just money. In today's message, we're going we're gonna to talk about a, a few other ways that, that we can be generous with our lives. Let's look at what the Bible says about the generous person. And I want to give us a few principles. I'm going to give us a few principles. We're going to look at that first. And then I'll give you some points 
uh, for the message for you to jot down. You can jot these down as well. A few principles that we find in the Bible. The first one is this, that the generous are happy. Can you say that with me? It's on the screen. The generous are happy. Like generous people enjoy being generous. It's just loads of fun. I mean, have you ever driven down the neighborhood and you've seen a lemonade stand and the kids there and you stop by and, and you, you know, you, you, you give the dollar, you buy the, you're not going to drink the lemonade because, you know, the way they make it, they use their finger and they stir it as they pour it, right? And you give them the dollar, you drive away with your lemonade, you, you know, when you've driven far enough down the road, you dump it out and it's just fun to be generous. The, the generous are happy. And, 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 and please understand this. Get this. Listen. God, God hardwired us that way. He hardwired us so that, so that generosity makes us happy. And in fact, science actually affirms this as, as they show that, that as, we, as people give of themselves or give things away, that there are actually chemicals that are released in our brains that, that make us happy. Because God hardwired us that way. He, he made us in a way, not, not so that he's going to have to make you be generous, but he made it so that as we're generous and as we give our lives away, that something gets released. We just love to do it because the generous are happy. In fact, Proverbs 11, 25 says like this. It says that the generous will prosper. And this word, and this word doesn't mean to have more money. It actually means to be pushed forward. And so if you're feeling like you're being pushed backwards or you're under something, the Bible says that the generous are pushed forward in life. And so, and so the, the, the challenge is not just a, a blessing for others, but it's actually a blessing for you because as you're generous, you get pushed forward in life. Now, I don't know about you, but I want God to push me forward in life and to push our church forward, to go forward and not backward. And, and the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. As we look through the scriptures, one of the powerful things that we'll notice is that the Bible talks a lot about generosity and very seldom does it say how it benefits the beneficiary of your generosity. But it often focuses on what generosity does for you. What generosity accomplishes when when you serve someone else what it does for you and we're just seeing some of those verses right now verse 26 of proverbs 21 says that some people are always greedy for more but the godly love to give and i just want to brag on a couple of our folks that have uh, on day one they took the summer initiative and they served their community and they went online on social media, and they didn't do it to brag, but they did it because they loved their community, and they took this initiative serious, seriously, and they posted online and did hashtag LTN 2018. But I want to brag on Jeremy Marzano and his son Elijah, who went home after church on Sunday, and here's what they decided to do. They live in Bessemer, Pennsylvania. It's a small community, and they said, hey, we can clean up our street. And they started cleaning up their street and realized we could do more than just our street. And so they began mapping out all of Bessemer. They know how many hours they have planned to clean up. They're going to be cleaning up parks. They're going to be cleaning up parking lots and spaces. And they've been doing it all week. So Jeremy and Elijah, you guys are rock stars. 
they're not in this room this morning. You know why? Because they're serving in kids' church. That's just the kind of people that they are. I want to brag on Amanda Minio. Is Amanda here? She's probably serving with kids as well. But Amanda, there she is. She took her kids to Elmwood Nursing Facility in Hubbard. And there they served the people, the residents there, chocolate-covered Oreos and chocolate-covered pretzels. And they're loving their neighbor. And so shout out to you guys. My props to you guys. Thank you so much for owning this. Why is that? Because some people are always greedy for more, but the godly love to give. And what we're trying to get everyone to experience is the joy of generosity. Because generous people are happy. Generous people are happy. Here's the next one. The generous, another principle. The generous are compassionate. In other words, generous people are in tune with the needs of others. And they care about injustice. The generous are compassionate. And the, and the, I don't know about you, but for me, the ultimate injustice is that there are people on the earth today that have never even heard the name of Jesus, not one time. And so a lot of the initiatives that we're part of is, is not only acts of kindness, but when there's an opportunity to share Jesus with people because the greatest injustice on planet earth happening and occurring today around the world is that there's a man, a woman, or boy or girl that have never heard the name of Jesus. And so how dare we sit in service after service hearing his name over and over and over again and be comfortable knowing that there's somebody somewhere who has never experienced his goodness, has never experienced his love, and has never heard the name of Jesus but the generous are compassionate and when we see that we do something about it we see our missionaries here that are serving why because the generous are compassionate Proverbs 29 7 says the righteous say that next word care the righteous care about justice for the poor but the wicked have no such concern Thank God, by the way, for the church. Now, I'm not just talking about our church. I'm talking about the capital C church, that anywhere God church arrives, anywhere that, 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 there's, that, that it not only affects the community in terms of the salvation, that's the most important, but when you see a church established somewhere around the world, you also see often orphanages raised up and hospitals and medical clinics raised up. Why? Because the generous are compassionate. We want to find where people are hurting and then help. Proverbs 21, 13 says that if a man shuts his ears to the cry of the poor, he too will cry out loud and not be answered. So the generous are compassionate. Number three, the third principle is the generous are blessed. The generous are blessed. And let me just balance this off a little bit because we, don't, we are not generous so that we can be blessed. That's not our motive. And I know that this church, you get that. But God says that he will bless the generous. Now, if, if, if that rubs you the wrong way, you take that up with him. But the generous are blessed. Why are the generous blessed? Because if God can trust you to get resources through you, then he can trust you to get resources to you. And so the generous are blessed, not necessarily by more of what they give away, although often that is true, 
but often by simply the joy of generosity and what it produces in your life. Proverbs 22.9 says that blessed are those who are generous because they feed the poor. Proverbs 28.27 says whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing, but those who close their eyes to poverty will be cursed. And so there's something about living a life of generosity. The next one, the next principle is the generous are rewarded. The generous are rewarded. And I'm not just talking about here on this earth. Do you realize that there's, that there's rewards that not only we receive in this lifetime, but I think most of us are aware that this life compared to eternity is but a very small moment. And that one of the things that as followers of Jesus we'll get to be a part of, we'll get to be a part of a throne room moment with God where we'll actually, we'll actually be judged. Now, now, not judged according to our sin because that's been forgiven. And we don't do this to earn salvation, right? Because salvation is free. That's already a given. But when we stand before God, there's going to be a moment where you're going to be held accountable by how you used in life what you've been given. How you've used what you've been given. Not just your money, but your talent and your resources and your time. And we'll stand before God. And the Bible says that, that the generous are rewarded, not only here, but in the life to come. In fact, it says in Proverbs 19, 17, that if you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord. And he will repay you. How about that for a thought? How about that, 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 that somehow, I mean, think about it. I, I, I know that there's maybe some family members or friends that you, you just, when they ask for money, you know that either it's a no or if you do give, lend, if they ask for, to, to, for you to lend them money, you, you might as well just give them money, right? Because they're not that trustworthy. The Bible says when you give to the poor, you're lending to God. And that God will repay you. I wonder if we took that seriously what that would really look like. I wonder if we actually believe what the Bible says that as we're generous with those in need, that we really believe that we're lending to God and we really believe that he'll repay us. Revelation 22 and verse 12 says, look, Jesus, this is Jesus speaking. He says, look, I'm coming soon. And it says, I'm bringing my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds. It's like Jesus is saying, I can't wait for you to get to heaven. But when I come to earth, because I can't wait to repay you, I'm going to bring my reward with me so you can get it in advance. Come on, somebody give God praise. <laughs> that he's trustworthy. And our hope is that serving others will become a lifestyle. Our hope is that our summer initiative would, be, would trigger something on the inside of us and we'd realize that being and living a generous life, it somehow makes our world larger and larger instead of smaller and smaller. That we would live a legacy life, something that far, far outlives our lives. Because what we do for ourselves dies with us. 
but what we do for others lives beyond us. And so as we end our time together here today in just a few moments, I want to talk about a legacy life. Because a legacy life is what's been modeled to us by our own bishop and Pastor Kathy. It's what many of you have lived and many of you that I've known that are, that are no longer here with us. They've lived a legacy life. And to believe that God would give us a church full of families and full of people that live a legacy life, that live life not just consumed about self, but live life intentional and live lives of radical generosity, that live large lives and leave something behind once you step into eternity. That's a legacy life. And so the Bible says in Psalms 112.9 that people that live this kind of life, they share freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have both influence and honor. Friends, that's a legacy life. Psalms 112 verse 5 and 6 says like this. Good comes to those who lend money generously and conduct their business fairly. Such people will not be overcome by evil. Those are righteous. Those who are righteous will be long remembered. A legacy life where you live your life in such a way that you give yourself away to others. Not just money. Not just money, but other areas of, li of life. For, because look, look at 2 Corinthians 8, 7. It says this. Since you excel in so many ways, since you excel in so many ways in your faith, your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love from us, I want you to excel also in this gracious act of giving. Now this one I don't think was on the screen I threw this in there last minute because I thought it was so important. He's saying, this is Paul saying to the church, hey, you guys are great at a lot of things. You excel in some great areas of life. And I believe that this is true of our church. We excel in some great things. And he's saying, I want you to consider excelling also in the area of generosity. That as you excel in life, consider excelling in generosity. I don't, have you ever thought that way? Have you, ever, have you ever thought to yourself that in the relationship with God, that, God, I want to be really good at giving stuff away. I want to be really good at giving life away, being a life giver, living a legacy life where I give of myself, my resources, and being, having a life that, that's just a giver and not a taker. And Paul is saying, I want you to consider that. In 2 Corinthians 9, 11, it says, you will be made rich, watch this, in every way, not just money, not just money. God wants us to be rich in every way. Why? So that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in people getting to know God. Come on, that's an amazing scripture, isn't it? He said, I want you to be rich. Not just in the area of money, but in every way. Why? So that you can be used in every occasion. So that God would receive the glory and people would come to know him. God, what have you given me that I can give away? What do I have that I can give away to others? And we're going to look at four things and wrap things up. 
Number one, generous with our time. We can be generous with our time. In fact, I want to just pause for just a moment and thank all of our amazing volunteers who give of their time every week to serve us, our families, and this communities. I'm talking about those that you do not see that are right now either behind the stage, behind the booth, in the sound room. They're upstairs. They're the ones serving and rocking your children. They're teaching them about Jesus. They're singing songs to them. They're, they're, they're picking up spilled milk. They're taking trash out. They're cleaning, they're cleaning a restroom. They're serving. Come on, our amazing volunteers. They're playing guitars. They're playing drums. What are they doing? They're giving of their time. It's our serve teams that come on a Saturday and, you know, a room this size doesn't get cleaned by itself. We, we're not there yet, but, but we don't have angels that come in on Saturdays to run the sweeper and sprinkle heaven dust on your seat. We're not, that hasn't happened yet. But we've got people that are angels that come in and they give of their time. You know why? Because they love God and they love his church and they love the community. And so our volunteers, thank you for giving of your time. We could be generous with our time. We can be generous with giving. And I don't, I don't know about you, but one thing that I've learned, the more I've learned about generosity, most expensive thing that you and I have, the most valuable thing that you and I have is not money, it's time. It is. In fact, very, very, very wealthy people understand this. It's time. You know why they have first class? The, the, the people that get to get off the plane first. You know why people was, you know, I mean, I've looked into first class. I've not paid for it. Because it's like double the amount. And I'm thinking, I'm getting there at the same time. But you know why people actually spend double for the ticket for first class? Because that's how valuable time is to them. That time is valuable and so we can give that away to others number two it's this we could be generous with our talent generous with our talent I can see some of you thinking well I'm not that talented I, I don't think I have I don't think I'm very talented oh yes you are now I'm not talking about American Idol talent because a bunch of y'all well y'all just ain't but all of us have something all of us have a talent, something, something that we're good at, something that we can give away to others, something that, you know, the Bible says, Ephesians 4, chapter 4 says that to each one, grace has been given. And that word grace is, is charis, which, which simply, uh, which means a spiritual gift, that all of us have a spiritual talent, and a simple definition is just divine enablement, that all of us are divinely enabled in an area of life, and that's a gift from God to us so that we can give it freely to others. And one of the reasons that we want everyone that's, that's newer to our church to, to take the next steps, because in our next step class is when we begin to figure out and find out what that divine enablement that you uniquely have. For me, I've been divinely enabled to speak or to preach. I don't get up here because I just, if you think, well, I, you know, you do a good job, pastor. Well, that's, that's a gift from God. It's a spiritual gift. It's divine enablement. 
But I can't do everything. I, I, there's, you, you're, you're divinely enabled in areas of life to do things that only, only you can do. And it's finding out what that is and giving that away as a gift to others. Number three, you could be generous with your touch. Generous with your touch. Generous with our touch was me just this past week encouraging a fellow minister, a friend in ministry who let me know that he was, he was very discouraged something was happening and I'm, I'm just texting him and encouraging him and saying you, you, you're going to make it you can do it God's hand is on your life and you've got this it's, it's being generous with our touch it's, and let, let me give you a few ways that you can be generous with your touch and I'll give these to you quickly the first one is with your smile now you can't say that and not do it so everybody say smile all right. You can be generous with your smile. And I'm telling you that this, these are areas I've not arrived in this area. My wife has to constantly remind me, honey, people know you. You've got to smile because what, I don't know about you, but one of my things, I'm, I, I'm really big on customer service. Anybody else? Customer service is like a big deal. And so bad, I, it's, it's, I, I need to get born again when it comes to bad customer service. I need, I, need, I need to get born again because I, I've got to be careful when it comes to bad customer service. I, you know, I, I can get, and maybe you're sitting here saying, I've experienced you, Pastor Juan. I'm so sorry. <laughs> if, you know, um, I, need, I need grace tonight. I just, I need a smile. I, I, I need improvement in that area. But all of us, we can give a smile away, right? A personal touch, smile. Here's another one, sympathize. Means to listen to listen, to listen with sincerity and not necessarily have all the answers but to sympathize and to listen next one is this, it's to speak up it's to speak up it's, it's me sending that text, finding out that a friend is in need and just sending a text and actually saying something and speaking up just got a couple more and yes they begin with us because that's kind of a preacher syndrome that we have the, the, the next one is this, it's to serve it's to find a need and fill it or find a hurt and heal it just to serve to serve someone in your life or in your world or in your community and the last one is sacrifice so that's how you can be generous with our touch and I just I want to I want to say this um, before we we land the plane here in just a moment but last week last week um, after we gave the challenge away to the church we had someone in the church that that physically that physically speaking that it would be very challenging for this person to really take on the challenge as we've, as we've shared about it. In other words, they felt like I can't get out of my home and do what many of us have the ability to do. And they were kind of discouraged. When they looked at the brochure and, and saw the areas of need of where we can connect and when they thought of their community, thought, I'm just physically so physically challenged. It's, I don't know that I can be a part of the summer initiative and actually log hours of service and here's what somebody told them and I thought this was brilliant because everybody can love their neighbor someone looked at this person and said well do you have a phone yes I do they said well you can call these ministries or organizations and find out when the date and time of their event are and you can let them know that you're going to be home praying for them while the event's going on 
and you can be praying for those of us that are serving and for the earth. Yeah, go ahead. Give God thanks. I thought that was remarkable. That wasn't my idea. Someone else from the church encouraged this person that way. And I thought that's perfect. Why? Because they're loving thy neighbor. Do you imagine, do you imagine Stephanie, people calling you or Pastor Rojas and say, hey, we're not going to be able to show up, but we're going we're gonna to be at home praying. Yeah, we, you'd welcome it, right? And so everyone can get in on this. Everyone can be generous in an area of their life. You may not feel like you have all of the resources and the trappings. And can I tell you that some of the most richest people in our lives are not the people that bless us with money or with things, but they're the people that say, we're praying for you, Pastor. You want to know why? Because we can't do this without God, and we can't do this without God's people saying, we're praying, we're believing God for great things. Come on, let's thank God for those that the reason we're here is because they prayed. And that's why we're here. And four, and num- the last one, number four, we could be generous with our treasure. We could be generous with our treasure. First few weeks of being here at Victory, I taught a message. And the challenge of that message was to give, save, live off the rest. Give, save, Lift off the rest. Pastor Joey said that in the kingdom, it's backward, and it's true. Give, save, live off the rest is not how people normally handle their treasure or their finances. They live off of what they make, and if they have anything left over, they might save. And then after that, they may give. But in the kingdom, because it's an other's kingdom... We give, we save, and live off the rest. And you want to know what I've learned? I've learned that the rest becomes so much larger and it becomes so much more when we do it God's way than when we do it our way. I'm I'm being serious. Sometime next year, we're going to do a series on finances where my wife and I will share our personal story with you, the journey that God's taken us in this area. And so I won't go into that today, but I can tell you this. There was a season in life where we didn't live that way. Give, save, live, off the rest. We we made more money, but it felt like less. When we started doing it the kingdom way, give, save, live off the rest. I am telling you, God has blessed us in incredible ways. It wasn't all God, and it wasn't all us. But it was this partnership between us and God that when we did the natural, God does the super. And together, it's supernatural. I'm telling you, friend, you don't have to do the super. Just do the natural. Just do what you can do. Leave the super up to God. And when they meet together, when you do the natural and God does the super... Together, you and God can do supernatural things. Why? Because he's good and he's trustworthy. You can take him at his word. He's a good God. Go ahead and give thanks for just a moment. But be generous with your treasure. You know what that means? That means when you leave here today and you go to lunch, be a good tipper. Be a generous tipper. Pray about the one that's serving you, and ask if God wants, wants you to blow their socks off. 
you know, in, in a tip. But, but, but be someone that's generous with their treasure. Be generous with life. We're going to end with this verse, Luke 6, verse 38. Luke 6, 38 says, Give. If you live this way, if you live a generous life, when you give, it will be given back unto you. Now, I know a lot of the times that we use this verse, we associate it with money. But when you read it in context, Jesus is not talking about money. He's talking about grace. He's talking about uh, justice. He's, he's talking about the, the things that, that we, we're not aware that we have that we can give away to others. Forgiveness. So when we think of it in, in those terms... Live in such a way where you're, where you're giving good things away to people. You're giving away forgiveness. You're giving away grace to those that need it. You're giving mercy. It will be given back unto you. In good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. One last thing I want to tell you. It's on the screen. If you don't remember anything else, remember this. It's that the value of life isn't determined by how much I achieve or accumulate, but by how much of my life I give away. When I think of the people that have impacted my life, the people like Pastor Hector and Ruthie Vega, who pastored a very small church in Manhattan in New York, that couple, they gave their lives to serve God in a church in New York City. They gave their life to that. Their generosity... as they excelled in giving of their life to that church. Because of that, my father had an opportunity to know Jesus and get born again in their little church. And it's why I'm here today. Just, just think about that. Think, think, think about the ripple effect in a Pastor Ruth and Hector Vega when they signed up and gave God their yes and said, we will live generous lives. We, we, will, we will go through the inconvenience of living in a very big city and serve God in pastoring a church there. It's why I'm here today. I think of others that gave. I think of Pastor Cruz Collazo, the pastor that I grew up under in Spanish Evangelical Church. Man who, and wife who could have been anywhere in the United States, but they chose Youngstown. And I'm so thankful that just before he passed, a year before he passed away, had an opportunity to visit him in his daughter's home in, in Orlando and just say thank you. I don't know that he ever gave me money, but he gave me time. He was generous with his life. And friends, that's the kind of legacy that God wants us to live, a legacy life. I'll, I'll end with this because I think it ties together. 
my wife and I were youth pastors in South Jersey and we weren't making much then very little actually and I remember we'd go to the grocery store in my dream we would walk down the coffee aisle we were very 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 young and we'd walk down the co coffee aisle at the grocery store and we had a very tight budget and I remember thinking one day I'm going to be able to buy whatever coffee I want in this coffee aisle we were buying the very cheap I think it was like a dollar 75 can of Maxwell House or something and uh, small can and, and so we didn't have a lot and I remember uh, remember one season pastoring in New Jersey that my dress shoes, my church shoes, they, they, they started falling apart and the, the bottom, the sole was coming undone and I would flop a little bit when I'd walk and I was wearing, the bottoms were just worn out and, and I remember the, the, the week that I saw that and I said, man, honey, our, our you know, and got to get new shoes, but we didn't have the money necessarily, so we, you know, we, whatever, that's fine, we just kind of, I put super glue to keep them together so they stop talking. And um, we didn't pray about it or nothing. We just, you know, we just made do. Sunday after church, one of the, um, one of the gentlemen of this church said, hey, pastor, can I take you out this week? He said, sure. Picked me up from the house. And he took me out, and he bought me a brand-new pair of shoes. He brought me a jacket and just took care of me. And I, I came home just thankful, you know, and um, just so thankful for that. And I remember thinking, man, God, I didn't even ask you but you still took care of us. There's a verse that says in the Bible that before it even comes out of your mouth, God knows and he answers. I go, yeah, go ahead and thank God for that. <laughs> I remember going to church that next Sunday with my brand new shoes. Brand new shoes and at the end of the service, lady of the church that we call Grandma Pino came up to us, came up to me. And she stared at me with a big smile, looked down at my feet, looked back at my face confused, down at my feet. And with confusion, she shook my hand and put money in it and says, I don't know why, but God last week told me to give this to you for new shoes. She was confused because I was already wearing new shoes. She didn't know. And see, here's, here's why that's important. It's not the money. It's not the shoes. But here's what that generous man and generous Grandma Pino did. God used them to show a young pastor and his wife that I've got you. I've got you. I've got this. I've called you. And, and still tears come to our eyes. By a simple act of generosity. Friends, here's what I'm saying. We want to become these kind of people. We want to become the kind of people that through giving our life away, we're changing somebody's world. We're changing our community. We're changing the cities and the neighborhoods that we live in. We're not doing it for recognition. We're not, we're not doing it just to get our name out there. We're doing it to get the name of Jesus out there. We're doing it so that people, so that people know that, we, that, that love is a verb. And love thy neighbor does nothing if it's only a bumper sticker. Or a branding statement. 
But it has to matter where we live. And I don't know about you, but I want to sign up for a legacy life. As God has blessed us, we want to be in turn the people that just hear from God when he says, hey, bless this person with this. And we just obey. And we have no idea that we could be blessing someone that 20 years down the road, they can be looking back at that moment of just simple generosity and said, say, I don't know if you remember, but 20 years ago when you blessed me, you taught me a lesson about God. And so that's what we want to do and that's what we want to become. This summer, we're challenging each and every one of us to give something away that's very precious to us and that's one year worth of service to our community. Be creative about it. And if you need help figuring an area to serve, we've got a few places in that brochure that you can serve in, but be creative. Take your family, experience the joy and the reward and the blessing of generosity this week and all summer. Next week, we're going to give you a tally and let you know where we're at because all of you have filled that area in on your Connect card today. But listen, let's thank God. Let's stand to our feet and let's praise God for just a moment as we do. And let's uh, welcome our prayer team as they come up. Honey, would you come up and join me this morning? prayer team if you can come up right now and I want everyone looking at me we're closing in just a minute and so as our prayer team is coming up and getting ready to pray for people I want to have your attention for just a moment because maybe you're here and in this atmosphere of just joy and celebration there's something happening inside of you maybe you're here and you feel there's like a tug in your heart. I just want you to know that that's God getting your attention. And I want to tell you, friend, that God is for you and not against you. And then if you're here today and you need healing in your life, it's God's will to heal you. Whether it's your body, whether it's your mind, whether it's your soul, whether it's a relationship, whether it's your family, maybe it's your finances. Because we serve a good God that's, that's into you. You might be here and says, well, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm really into this God thing. Well, you don't have to be. God's into you. And in this atmosphere, He can do something very significant in your life. And so here's what we're going to do. In just a few seconds, my wife and I are going to pronounce a blessing. And at the end of that blessing, that's going to be your opportunity to come and receive prayer if you need prayer for any reason at all. You don't have to be a member of Victory Christian Center to receive prayer. You don't have to be a bad person to receive prayer. We all need prayer. I need prayer. You need prayer. So if you need prayer for any reason at all, we want you to come at the end of this blessing. Keep your eyes open as we bless you today. Friends and family of Victory Christian Center, we bless you. We bless you to live the legacy life. Be people filled, affirmed, and challenged in the area of generosity. And that as you give, I bless you that your world would only get larger and larger and larger. That God would use you this week as you give yourself away, your time, your touch your treasure, your talent, 
that God's word will be true over your life that it shall be given back unto you in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. May you impact your community this week. May God use your life as you love your neighbor. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on. If you need prayer for any reason, we want to pray for you this morning. Just come. God bless.